Hello, and welcome to this VJ Oncology podcast. We are a global open access multimedia channel that brings you the latest research in oncology. Today we'll be discussing key updates from the virtual ASCO 2021 meeting in the field of breast cancer with brain metastases. We'll be hearing from global oncology experts on the use of the tyrosine kinase inhibitors lapatinib, naratinib and tucatinib as a form of treatment, the efficacy of trastuzumab deruxtecan in patients with breast cancer and brain metastases in the Destiny Bresto 1 trial, an overview of the phase 2 trial of tucatinib in patients with HER2 positive breast cancer with leptomeningeal metastases and an overview of the outlook for HER2 negative patients with brain metastases. Firstly, let's hear from Erica Hamilton of the Sarah Cannon Research Institute at Tennessee Oncology, Nashville, Tennessee, who talks about the current treatment landscape for patients with HER2 plus breast cancer with brain metastases. Brain metastases are a big challenge um, across disease types, but particularly in HER2 positive breast cancer. The statistic is up to 50% of patients with HER2 positive metastatic disease uh, will have to deal with brain metastases at some point in their disease course. So this really isn't um, an insignificant or small problem. Um, A lot of our uh, drugs that work great in the body don't cross into the brain extremely well or cross the blood brain barrier. Um, There are some exceptions to this. A lot of times when patients have surgery or they have brain radiation that sometimes the blood brain barrier can get a little holy. And so drugs that we wouldn't typically think um, getting across do. Um, But we still are really kind of woefully uh, without the drugs we need in the brain metastasis space. We've traditionally used drugs like lapatinib or neratinib. Um, These are tyrosine kinase inhibitors. Um, They do work in the brain pretty well. Um, Some of them can be a little bit tough to tolerate just from a rash diarrhea standpoint. And again, that's because they both block HER2 and HER1 or EGFR. Most of the time, those drugs are given in combination with a drug like capecitabine. Um, our newest drug to the scene is tocatinib. Um, it's also a HER2 tyrosine kinase inhibitor, but it's specific to HER2, meaning it really doesn't block HER1 or EGFR, and so we see less rash and diarrhea. The regimen there is capecitabine with trastuzumab uh, as well as tocatinib. And so there are a lot of trials now looking uh, to find more drugs in the brain metastasis space. Um, Oftentimes, these patients um, are not only treated with systemic therapy, but can also be treated with surgical options um, and radiation as well. An insightful talk by Erica Hamilton there on the current treatment landscape for patients with HER2 plus breast cancer with brain metastases. Secondly, we have Guy Jerusalem, Professor of Oncology at Liège University, who discusses the efficacy of trastuzumab deruxtecan based on findings in the Phase 2 Destiny Breast 01 trial. In the Destiny Breast 01 trial, patients have advanced to positive breast cancer. They all received the trastuzumab deruxtecan at a recommended dose of 5.4 milligram kilogram and in this ASCO presentation we looked in particular in the subgroup of patients who had the history of brain metastasis. So this uh, are uh, 24 patients actually among the 184. The important these patients have no active symptomatic brain metastasis uh, because here we are still waiting to have an idea how the drug works. 
So uh, concerning these 24 patients, actually 17 had still uh, lesions present when they entered the clinical trial. For 15 of the 17, we have uh, uh, the possibility to have results concerning efficacy. And we have seen that among the 50, 15 patients, seven present the parents, seven have stable disease, and one has only uh, progression of the disease. So this is in particular concerning the in-brain outcome of uh, the treatment. So it's important to mention the overall response rate. It was about 60% in the CNS subgroup, which is similar to what has been seen in the whole patient population. Uh, also, the duration of the responses was uh, extremely long. Huh? It was about 17, almost 17 months in the CNS subgroup, about 15 months in the whole patient population. But I should mention that all these patients had received prior treatment with TDM1, and they had received a median of six prior line of treatment. So seeing this long duration of response is really uh, exciting. Also, when we look to the median progression-free survival in the patients with brain metastasis, it was a little bit more than 18 months. So again, really impressive if you take into account all the previous treatment. And then the last point concerns the new events in the brain. And here we have seen a total of four events in the 184 patients. Two were in the CNS subgroup. Here, this was early events within the first three months. But we have also seen two events in the non-CNS subgroup. And there, these were late events after more than 300 and almost 500 days after entering the clinical trial. The limitation of this uh, presentation, of course, is the low number of patients with brain lesions, 24. And this is also a post hoc analysis. So now there are uh, four additional trials ongoing, including two very large international trials, where we are looking not only to patients with a history of brain metastasis, but also patients with active brain metastasis. In addition, we are also looking to combination of uh, trastuzumab direct decane uh, with to catinib in particular. And then we're also not restricting only to patients with HER2 positive disease, but also patients with HER2 low expressing tumors, because there also there could be an interesting uh, response. And, and finally, in some of these trials, we're also looking to patients with leptomeningeal carcinomatosis. So this is a very poor uh, uh, disease uh, situation. And also there maybe there is an interest to use this drug. Next up, Erica Michelle Stringeriza of the University of Alabama, Birmingham, provides an overview of the phase two trial of the drug tucatinib in patients with HER2 positive breast cancer with leptomeningeal metastases. During ASCO this year, I will be presenting an abstract uh, that looks at the combination of uh, tecatinib, which is an oral tyrosine kinase inhibitor uh, utilized to uh, block HER2 receptor uh, in patients uh, who have been diagnosed with um, metastatic uh, HER2 positive breast cancer risk metastasis to the leptomeninges. Uh, typically, this type of cancer is uh, very aggressive and has limited um, treatment um, therapies at this time beyond radiation uh, therapy. And so there's very much a, a need to look at therapies that penetrate the, uh, the CNS uh, barrier and also um, and help patients live a better quality of life. 
so this is the one of the first reports that actually um, captures that this um, oral drug tecatinib uh, crosses the blood-brain barrier um, to an appreciable level. Um, and we also looked at uh, the CNS uh, or CSF uh, levels compared to the plasma um, and saw that they were um, the ratios were comparable. Um, so that was uh, very exciting for our group. Um, and I think that this is a way to move the field forward in her two positive um, drug, um, drug development as um, over the last year, three drugs have been FDA approved for the treatment of this highly aggressive cancer. Finally, Guy Gregualo of the Benito Institute of Oncology, Petova, Italy, talks about possible treatment options for patients with HER2 negative breast cancer with brain metastases. For HER2-positive breast cancer, we have a lot of uh, very good uh, HER2-targeting drugs. Um, a lot of them has, have, in fact, shown to have some activity also in brain metastasis. And we recently had data from the HER2-CLIMB study with tucatinib, which, in fact, included patients with active brain metastasis and showed that there was a survival advantage for uh, patients with breast cancer brain metastasis uh, receiving tucatinib. In, uh, in the trial. So uh, there I think we have a lot of very good drugs. Uh, so um, there might be a rationale to, um, you know, further target uh, the HER2 um, pathway in, uh, in these patients. Uh, it's completely different, I think, um, um, a met need is that of HER2-negative breast cancer patients with brain metastasis. Uh, in this case, in fact, we are mostly limited to using chemotherapy, and we have not so many uh, targeted agents. We have some data, however, about activity of uh, CDK inhibitors uh, in breast cancer patients with hormoreceptor positive brain metastasis. Metastasis, and we have some data, uh, not so much, uh, for using PARP inhibitors uh, for, for these patients. Um, but these patients were not included in the trials with active brain metastasis, as was the case of tucatinib. So we need to collect a lot more clinical data from uh, real world to really understand if some of these agents work better. I think um, considering a pipeline, the development of uh, PI3K inhibitors, which, as I was saying, the new PI3K inhibitors, which crossed the blood-brain barrier. Uh, I think they are very good agents to study in, uh, in the future in these uh, patients. Uh, also because there have been some uh, small study reporting that uh, potentially PI3K mutated uh, breast cancer patients, hormoreceptor positive HER2 negatives, uh, develop brain metastasis more frequently than uh, the PI3K wild-type uh, uh, subpopulation. Uh, sub so potentially these population of PI3K mutated breast cancer patients uh, would be, um, in fact, enriched in patients with brain metastasis. And I think that's a very interesting point. Um, and then we have some some data toward the development of antibody drug conjugates in, in these patients as well. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology and share your thoughts on the topics discussed. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to visit vjoncology.com for the latest updates from the experts themselves, as well as more exclusive breast cancer coverage. Be sure to subscribe to VJ Oncology Podcast 
which are available on Spotify, Apple and Podbean.